KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In Depth. I'm Tom Rickert. We've heard doctors and health officials say the real reason we're wearing masks is to protect other people. And a lot of that thinking is based on people who don't have any symptoms still carrying the virus and testing positive for COVID-19. So this week in Montgomery County, we got a pretty incredible illustration of that. Montgomery County Correctional Facility has 939 people behind bars. All of them were tested for coronavirus. They have 740 of the tests back. Of those 740 results, 169 of them are positive, and nobody is showing any symptoms. Montgomery County Commissioner Dr. Val Arkush came on KOW News Radio to talk about it with KOW's Brandon Brooks. Here's their conversation. Montgomery County Commissioner Dr. Val Arkush, a physician who's helped us understand a lot about this pandemic, and she joins us live once again. Dr. Arkush, welcome back. Good to have you with us. Good morning. It's great to be back. So you've called this a virus sneaky. What do these test results tell you about the challenge that the virus presents? Well, I think it's important to remember that we've only uh, had experience with this virus for about three months in the entire world. And as each week passes, we are all learning more about it. And one of the things that was becoming very clear to me was the likelihood that there were a lot of asymptomatic people walking around who are contributing to spread. And that's why social distancing is so important and it's uh, so important to wear masks and be uh, responsible if you sneeze or cough. So in our correctional facility where uh, we have a total of about 940 inmates, we were getting just a handful of cases. You know, we'd have like one or two every other day. And when we got up to about six, I said, you know, it's one of these situations where there's smoke, there might be fire, and we need to find out. And so we undertook over a 48-hour period last week, Thursday and Friday, to test every single individual, uh, every single inmate, and every single staff person that are in the correctional facility. And we did find, and we, we're still waiting on about 200 results, but of the first uh, 740 that we got back from the inmates, we found 169 were positive, and we also had some positives among our staff. So now at least all those individuals are isolated and being cared for. So doing the math real quick, it turns out it looks like it's about 18% positive in that, in that sampling with no symptoms. Do you think that's representative of what could be happening all around us? Well, I want to caution a little bit on that math just because we still have 200 results back. So if if those 200 happen to be mostly negative, that number will go down, that percent positive will go down a little bit. What I can tell you is that we've had a community-based testing center open uh, for a number of weeks in the county. It was at Temple Ambler for about a month, and now it's at the Montgomery County Community College, and that's a place where anyone in the region can get tested. And what we're seeing at that facility is we're running about 13 to 15% positive, just kind of generally the people that show up from the community. Now, we are asking that those people either have symptoms or we're told by a doctor that they should be tested or uh, know that they had direct contact with someone who's positive. So that's not, you know, just a kind of a mass testing sample, but it's a pretty good sample. So I'm somewhat reassured that it at least appears in the correctional facility that we're not running too much higher than that. 
Is there any kind of uh, plan for the kind of facility-wide testing that was done in the county jail being done at, say, nursing homes around the county? The nursing homes have been a, a particularly um, challenging situation for us because the nursing homes are not run by the county, none of them, in Montgomery County. They're licensed by the state and regulated by the State Department of Health, not our county Department of Health. Uh, many of them are owned by for-profit companies. Uh, uh, companies. Some are owned by nonprofits. So we've been going in. We decided on our own to form uh, kind of uh, SWAT teams. And it's two people uh, from our health department or from our senior services department that are going in and starting to visit some of the more highly impacted facilities. And we are encouraging every one of them to test every single resident and every single staff member. And we can help connect them to testing if they're interested in doing that. We can't make them do it, but it is our strongest suggestion that they do. We have had a couple of the facilities who've gone ahead and done it on their own, and just like we found in our correctional facility, they have found residents that were positive that had no symptoms, and they have found staff that were positive that had no symptoms. So I just can't underscore the importance, particularly in a facility where a lot of people are living together, that people, everyone needs to be tested. Yeah, homes, uh, nursing homes up in New York, you know, have been mandated to accept COVID-19 patients coming out of the hospitals, even though in some cases they may still be contagious. Is there any such mandate uh, affecting nursing homes in Pennsylvania, specifically in Montgomery County? There's no mandate for that that I'm aware of. I don't believe the state has put that mandate into place. If this were, I don't know if this is a bad analogy or not, but if this were a, a football game, what quarter do you think we're in? <laughs> Oh, and I'm a big football fan. I can't wait and hope that the Eagles are going to be able to play this fall. But um, I don't, maybe we're getting close to halftime would kind of be my best guess. Um, Until we have the ability to do widespread rapid testing, we are like a pilot flying without radar on a moonless night. We're just flying blind. We need to be doing widespread testing of our population so that we can get people safely back to work. So a business with large numbers of employees that maybe can't adequately social distance because of the nature of the work can test everybody who's coming in the door. We need so much more testing. And until we get that testing, we really are flying somewhat blind. Uh, Governor Wolf yesterday, of course, announced he's going to allow golf courses and marinas and private campgrounds to reopen. What do you think of that? I think that that's okay. You know, I think that we're we're heading into the phase of this disease where people have to show personal responsibility and they have to take actions in the way they handle themselves that will protect themselves, their family, and our community. So if you want to play golf, great. I know my husband and son can't get, wait to get out there to play, but here's the thing, like, you can't be in a golf cart with anyone but someone from your household that you already live with and you know share the same um, 
um, air that you've been breathing for weeks in your house. So if it's two friends that want to play golf, they either need to be walking six feet apart or they need to be in two separate golf carts. And I think golf is probably one of the easiest uh, way um, activities where you can maintain social distance. You know, even a foursome on a hole can absolutely maintain social distance, but they can't be in carts together unless they're household contacts. Just, you know, practical steps like that. But people have to take personal responsibility on these things because no one's going to be out there policing them on the, you know, the 14th hole, which is a long way from the clubhouse. They have to be personally responsible. You know, you've been talking a lot about testing throughout this whole thing. And again, and again this morning, the president put out a plan yesterday to help the states ramp up testing. Do you think it does enough? And if not, what do you think? What more do you think should be done? You know, I have not had a chance to see the details in the president's plan, so I can't comment specifically on that. But what I will tell you is what I want to see here in Montgomery County is the availability of the rapid test for the virus. So that's the test where there's a, you do a nasal swab, you put the swab into the machine right there, and um, in three or four minutes it tells you if you're positive, and in 10 or 12 minutes it'll tell you if you're negative. That's what we need so that we know right then and there that that person has a virus if they do or not, and they can go into isolation if they have the virus. And then we can immediately start contact tracing their direct contacts and get them into quarantine. Uh, It's just basic, tried and true public health. There's no rocket science here. The piece that we're missing from that equation is being able to do that rapid test. The test that we have now, it takes 48 to 72 hours to get the results back. And so during that time period, a person who was maybe negative the day of the test could potentially have contracted the virus in that interim three or four days. So the safest thing would be able to have this rapid testing available. All righty. Thanks so much, uh, Montgomery County Commissioner Dr. Valor. Coach, appreciate you being with us once again. Well, thank you so much. And everybody stay home unless you absolutely have to. We're not out of this yet. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. If you want to listen to more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area, or if you just want to know how the news that you see on TV or hear on the radio will affect you personally, Then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Just search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Tom Rickert, and we'll have another episode out soon. 